I've become increasingly aware of the fact that people are going to, well, you know, you hope that people are going to binge the first three episodes. Binge. There's only three episodes. How do you binge three episodes? I guess it's long enough that you can binge three episodes. Anyway, and we'll become aware of the fact that I am recording all these intros last minute. Again, there's something about having ADHD that feels like that's like an excuse, but is it? You know, is it? I'm very heavily medicated. There is no reason why I should ever be behind at anything. And I even had a fucking coffee today. Um, so I swear, I think that's, um, if you're listening with your kids, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I, 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 I don't know what to say. Um, but, uh, if you're listening with your dogs, they should, what the hell is that sound? Oh, it was that urgent? Otis has something else to say, I guess, today. What do you want? Yeah, okay. He just wanted to be held very tightly, which I guess, you know, don't we all? Uh, this episode was uh, a joy to record. Sam is one of a kind. I've never met anyone who cares about dogs as much as she does, I don't think. Like, selflessly, with her whole heart, first and foremostly, and with such a, like, completely unbridled joy. I'm going to say it a bunch in this episode, but I have to repeat it in the intro. Like, 41 foster dogs. 41. Like, what? That's 41 dogs. Like, that's half, that's a little under half of 101 Dalmatians. You know? Like, that's how many dogs were in 101 Dalmatians, but, like, a little less than half. Eventually, she, I have no doubt in my mind that she will have fostered 101 Dalmatians. Um, anyway, that's, so I, I found Sam on Insta. You're going to interrupt me now? Jesus, okay. He's like, get to the episode, get to the episode. Um, I found Sam through Instagram. I reached out because I was, like, 41 dogs. That's, um, are you fucking kidding me right now? quiet all day and then I sit down to do this and he's like yelling oh my god there's a ghost in my house Dylan if I die tell my mother I love her did you hear that too Jesus anyway uh, you can cut that out if you'd like Dylan <laughs> um, what was I saying uh, ghost in my house no ghost in my house Otis is quiet all day Sam uh, very lovely human being um, met her on Instagram because I was sort of in awe of the fact that she f there is a ghost in my house what is that oh my god I'm sorry Dylan um, you're probably gonna want to cut that out or keep it in I don't fucking whatever um this is the real uncut version of me. Are we for serious right now? They've decided to do construction on my building at 8 p.m. on a Monday um, because they know that I have, this is like karmic punishment for leaving things to the last minute. It also sounds like a mouse, so Otis is losing his shit, which explains the unfair yelling 
unfair yelling because he's fed and walked and is a is a well adjusted demon dog um, I know you all want me to say like he's a well-adjusted tiny gremlin dog but honestly since I named the podcast this I've not had the urge to say it ever anyway back to Sam Sam uh, is a are you fucking kidding me <laughs> oh lord um, you know what why don't I just let Sam introduce herself this uh, episode is brought to you by my noisy ass super my loud ass dog and uh, my own shortcomings. And, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Tiny, tiny, tiny gremlin dog. I hate you sometimes. You're a tiny, tiny, tiny gremlin dog. And I love you the rest of the time. Oh, I love you the rest of the time. Oh, I hate you sometimes. Truly, like, all of this is for you to 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 highlight you and to get to know you so no no pressure (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm like I think I can speak about myself (laughs) I hope oh that was me yesterday we had I I interviewed um my like childhood best friend about her experience fostering and, and adopting and I was like, why do I feel sweat? Like, why am I sweating? Like, who am I? Yeah. So I get it. Um, so I want to start a bit about your experience with dogs before rescues. Like, how, did you grow up with dogs? Like, what was, what, how did that start? Yeah, for sure. So I always grew up with dogs. We always had a family dog and I was very much the child that was telling everyone that I was going to be a vet and I was going to have a farm with all these dogs. Um, And I like was obsessed with the thought of having my own dog to the point that I think I was about like 10 or 11 and I had my own dog walking business. It was super super not legitimate. It was like me with like a little like marker on a piece of paper, putting people mailboxes on my street um I live, I live in a, like a more rural area so I just like walked up the street with my mom with our dog putting like a little I think it was like two dollars a walk so nothing comparable nice. to a legitimate business and I was like I will walk your dog because I want to get money so I can get my own dog oh I remember vividly looking through like pet finder being like like could give that one a home could give this one a home like I was just always I just always loved dogs there's there's so much to love about dogs so having our own family dogs too I mean what's not to love so yeah I kind of transcended into obviously my 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 rescuing and my fostering now what do you love most about dogs then because you said there's a lot to love about dogs I'd love to know what specifically about dogs as opposed to like cats or or a lot of people love rats oh yeah I mean I love rats too I think I love I love a lot of animals but um especially dogs and they're Mm -hmm. just so for dogs for example I think one of my favorite things is having someone to come home to that's just so excited that you're home yeah Um, I'll probably laugh at that because he's also excited when I come home but dogs (laughs) more they they pick up on your feelings they're so receptive to emotions and I say that Mm -hmm. to all my fosters I feel like if 
if I'm having those days where you just want to go sit on the couch and you're just having not a great day, dogs know. Um, I've had some of my foster dogs, they'll just come put like their head on my lap um, or they'll just come and give me the like puppy dog eyes and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the world's a little bit better now. Um, and they're just so great too. Like they're, they're so great to go walking with. They're like a buddy. They're like a friend. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're like your friends. Like you don't have to worry about doing stuff alone. So your dog, um, they're so loving and they are, they just like, they always feel like they kind of make your house a home. Like whenever we don't totally. have a dog and there's not a dog in the home, like I feel like it's not my house. Like I'm like, where is yeah. got her feet? Where, where is someone who's excited when I'm home? Where is someone to like do a routine with? Cause they do, they really keep you, I almost feel like accountable. Like, so when I started fostering, I noticed such a change because you have to go walk, you have to go walk your dog. You have to get up early. Yep. They're relying on you for food and they're relying you for take outside and love and, and care. And so I found like taking care of something else really helped me take care of myself, which is why totally. I feel like I've kept doing it. So, um, and yeah, it's, I think what I, what I love about dogs. Absolutely. I so agree. I, I read an article about about Ricky Gervais and how when he lost his wife because he's a huge like animal advocate especially dogs and he was talking about how when his wife died the thing that got him through was his dog and he has that show that I can't remember the name of now but it's all about his dog and how the routine of it like you you, you're right you have to get out you have to feed them especially with foster dogs because they're so oh yeah craving routine craving that thing whatever it is schedule routine so you you started fostering in your third or fourth year I'm I'm guessing this is my assumption you moved out of your parents house and didn't have a dog for those first three years yes for the first little bit I moved out of my parents house went to university obviously first year you're in I was in residence so no Mm -hmm. no dogs allowed even though I would have loved to but I don't think the residence uh, staff would have been too happy with that (laughs) And then second year, I just wasn't in the right um, housing space for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, just didn't work out. I had other, I don't know, I would say priorities, but other things kind of on my mind. And mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do it. Like I had always kind of known about fostering even when I was younger. So I was like, I want to do it, but I want to be in the right space, um, both mentally and physically. For a yeah, dog. totally. Um, especially it was in second year university. So I was like wanting to go out with friends, wanting to, I was working a job that was late at night and just didn't have the hours for the foster dog. So, um, I, I, when my, I went on exchange too. So that's also why I wasn't able to start earlier, right. but then once I got back, I was actually, I was on exchange and my, I had my one friend laugh about this and I was just up one night, like looking through Pathfinder being like, I can foster oh. rescue, like, look at this dog. And yeah. I, was thinking, cause I was kind of feeling the homesickness of like, Oh, I want to go home and like planning kind of what would I do when I get back back and mm-hmm. I was like I'm gonna start fostering and then got back kind of got situated and yeah that was that was how it went the image of you on pet finder that was that was me <laughs> hardcore <laughs> like oh, like yeah. just oh well I could I could I could you know get a, a pink crate and it would look so good <laughs> and he would sit oh, in there and <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's like other people scroll through facebook i swear i just scroll through pet finder i'm like look at that one like look at this one <laughs> absolutely oh yeah. my god so so what was the deciding factor then we were always just kind of like ready to foster and it just worked out logistically or was it like a moment where you were like oh this rescue or this time it's this it was a bit of both. Like I, I had been in a house where I was able to then get a dog. Um, and my other, my, my other roommates were on board. That's very key for anyone. Roommates mm. should definitely be on board um, when it comes to fostering. Because even though it may be one person 
take all of it. A dog does live in a house with others. Yeah. So um, roommates were on board. And I, I remember seeing, I was on Instagram and someone shared their Instagram stories. So this is why sharing to your Instagram story rescue posts are so pivotal and so yeah. important. Um, or so crucial, I should say. <laughs> but I went, uh, someone posted on their Instagram story that Save Our Scruffs, that was the first rescue I fostered with. Uh, they were posted that they need fosters. And I was like, yeah, like now's the time. I did the whole interview process, got accepted. Uh, I was so new, so I look back and I like laugh on everything because I thought I knew so much about dogs. I'm oh like, yeah, little did I know. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, when I when I applied, um, fostering, I almost ha- feels like it has this kind of like it's such a motivational, inspiring thing that people like. I had other friends that were like, oh, I want to do it too. So someone else, actually my friend, applied at the same time and we ended up fostering uh, sibling dogs. So we ended up fostering, which was kind of nice because we were in the same city. So we were able to to kind of see them together. And Renata was was the dog's name and she got adopted by like the best family. And I think that experience was like why I was like, I got to keep doing this. It was so hard at first. It was when we, when we gave her away. I'll never forget. I like did a whole like treat myself day because I was like in tears. I was like treating myself to everything. I was like, I can whatever I want today. Like, <laughs> like of there's something, there's something about yeah. that first foster that just kills okay. you. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when we gave up Gruber, who was our first foster, it was like, I, <laughs> I could not stop crying for like two days. It was really bad. That's always what I say to people. Cause people, I, my, I always get the question. Like, I think most commonly is I can never give a dog away. Like it must be so hard. And I was like, it was really, it was hard for the first one. I will admit it was, it was tough. Um, because I wasn't in that mindset of, of, of fostering, which I think is really important. And I'm definitely in now. Now I see that dog is in the most incredible home. They actually, they have a whole Ren brand snack. So Ren has her own little dog treat company. The family is absolutely incredible. She traveled. I think she's traveled more places than I have at this point. Like this dog oh, gosh. is the life. And that is why I was like, okay, I need to keep fostering. Like, and especially too, I was like, if I stopped fostering after Ren, like sure, I would have had an incredible dog and we would have probably had some really good adventures. But now I've had so many other dogs that have been able to have adventures and I know she's in such a great home. Um, totally. So even though it's hard, your heart breaks a little bit every time and there's so many more dogs that need fosters. So never empty in my house when it comes to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's what stopped you from adopting her? Like what was it that that why fostering mm-hmm. and why haven't you why haven't you adopted? Such a good question. Numerous things. Like, um, I was in, I was like just finishing my undergrad degree. I was like, I have OSAP debt to pay. I don't have a permanent house. I have no idea what my five-year plan looks like. I don't want that future for a dog. I want there to be the stability like these dogs deserve. Um, they deserve to have that home and someone that has that extra savings account for if they have a veterinary emergency and that has that plan for them. Though I could give that to them temporarily as a foster home, I just I wasn't ready for to be the full time. I was seeing how many other rescues had posts out oh, there yeah. like we need fosters, we need fosters. And I was like, not right now, like time's not right right now, but I know when the time will be right. Um, and so one day that will do, that day will come. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely some of the reasons. And I mean, I think that's the same reason that people should, when they are looking to adopt, is like take into account, like, 
What does your future look like? Do you have mm-hmm. that extra like the extra savings? Do you know what insurance you didn't get? You'd get what happens if you had to move? Um, what yeah. happens if you get your job changes and your hours at work change? Who's going to help you take care of the dog? Like asking all these questions, I think are so important before you decide to adopt. And I wasn't able to answer any of those questions at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Super similar experience with Gruber. One, he was just too big for our place and he hated the city. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with Otis, it was like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got savings. I've got a job. I know where I'm going to be in five years. Like all those things came up and it was like, oh, oh that's what that feels like. Yeah. And plus fostering, it sounds one, like it's super rewarding for you, but oh, also absolutely. like I've been getting email after email, after email from redemption pause right now, asking yeah, yeah. for new fosters because especially after COVID, no one's fostering anymore. Oh yeah. Um, they're in a everyone's in a rough spot uh which is hard I've definitely been seeing it even like I mean with the world right now like with the world kind of reopening here in Ontario I've seen a lot of rescues yeah like now they're doing the call out so it went from them being like we actually have too many people lying to foster not enough dogs right now so mm-hmm. they're being like there's so many dogs that we need homes for. There's a Manitoba fires happening right now. So yeah. there's so many foster dogs there that need homes. Dogs are coming in. Lots of dogs need fosters. And that's yeah. why I also like to keep fostering is because if I did adopt, most likely I would probably stop or at least slow down. Having that kind of open freedom of being able to keep fostering and, and taking on some dogs that might need a little extra TLC um, has been super, super rewarding. And, and it's nice to be able to be that, that kind of resource to for rescues because I know quite a few rescues we kind of have that relationship of like oh if you need me for like this medical dog or if you need me for a dog that gets rehomed like I can be there yeah totally especially because you have experience from 10 (laughs) from 10 years old (laughs) Um, what did you end up studying in school yeah funny enough people always ask like and I always get that so you must be a vet yeah. Um, I ended up not pursuing veterinary medicine. I actually kind of went on a different path. So um was obsessed with with dogs, women and animals in general as a kid. And I ended up um kind of changing my path towards more of environmentalism. Um, nice. and and I ended up studying something called environmental governance, which I call essentially um kind of like understanding what's going on in the world right now. It's yeah. a mixture of politics, economics, and geography. So a lot of it's kind of just understanding like what policies are in place how to make change I didn't end up being a vet but a lot of the stuff that I loved as a kid wanting to be a vet of like helping animals and caring for dogs I end up kind of doing is like my side thing with with fostering so a lot of totally that kind of um, idea kind of stayed with me it covers your whole life covers all the same things which is yeah. hands-on <laughs> experience with dogs and also okay. creating yeah. a better world <laughs> for dogs to live in Oh, absolutely. I always say that to people. I'm like, I'm making, I'm making the world better for dogs. Kudos to you for working in such a important and highly controversial field right now, especially in governance. I, that's beyond me. Amy and I both work for a charity as well. Um, and she does a lot of governance work. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. So, cause you've worked with a lot of rescues now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something like t- 10 rescues. Maybe I'm making that number up. Yeah. Quite a few. I've, it's, uh, especially in Ontario, I feel like once you kind of get immersed with like one rescue and especially if you following, like if you have 
Instagram, especially a dog Instagram, yes. rescue Instagram. You just get connected to so many other rescues. So totally. um, I've been kind of just hopping around uh, kind of based on like dogs in need. Like usually I take on quite a few rehome dogs or, yeah. um, or some medical cases um, or just any dogs that just need a place and they're coming in on a transport. I kind of just, whenever I'm free, what do you think makes a good rescue? And you don't have to name specifics, but what, what um, particularly in your experience, what is the things that you look for and have made your experiences of foster much easier? Yeah, there's oh, there's so many things. I'm like I have a whole list. Um, for from on the fostering side, it's it's having clear communication and and good feedback and the support, um, especially when you're a new foster. I remember being mm. like it's so important that those crucial like first foster dogs that you have someone there to like answer all your questions like the dog's doing this the dog's doing that um mm-hmm. having someone there to be like that's normal or like that's okay or do this it's so important to have that um whether it's like your dog's not pooping and it's been like a day and you're like oh like the world's ending like the dog's not pooping inside what do I do um or just like asking all those questions having having that support and feeling supported is so important because uh, I really feel like it helps your confidence if you have that like I have somewhere to go that's not just Google <laughs> to figure totally. out like, what I should do for this foster dog. I like rescues that give fosters a really good um, kind of say almost like a good input on the dog's future home to being able to ensure like the bio is really accurate and like you're really heard and the dog's really being properly represented in a bio is huge, um, especially being able to really give feedback in with like with, with families. So um, whether it's after meet and greet, being able to be like, yeah, that was great. Or even yeah. after the interviews being like, yeah, sounds good. Or like, no, <laughs> no. <Right. laughs> yeah. There's uh, I feel like being able to really give your feedback, your feedback and feel really heard by rescue is so, so important as a foster, because you want to see your foster go, go off to the best home. And, and oftentimes you are the dog. That actually, you're the person that knows the dog best. Yes, totally. Um, so, so being heard from a foster end for, and then for an adoption end, I think having like that after kind of connection with the rescue. So feeling like you're in a community, I feel like it's so important because it really is like having that, like uh, that sense. So whether it's like a really active Facebook group where you can go and like post about your dog and share updates. I love the, I love, yeah. I love those adoption Facebook groups and being able to feel like you can post something in there if you have a question or, I mean, every rescue I've, I've fostered with has been incredible. The people that work on like do rescue work are incredible. It's so many people putting in so many hours, like late nights doing like administration totally. stuff, bringing in intakes, people driving even right now when there's COVID down to the States to bring dogs yeah. back. And for no money, like yeah, for no out money. of the goodness of their <laughs> yeah, for souls, no money. like no one's getting paid here. It's, it's yeah. all volunteer. Like there's so many incredible people who are involved in rescues or there's like veterinary technicians that like volunteer their time to ask, like answer all those like medical questions or help oh, with yeah. the vetting. Um, the intake people, the intake people are incredible. Like people who drive all the way up to like Manitoba, like nonstop to bring back a whole bunch of dogs, just oh, got yeah. in another weekend, like Totally. I, I commend everyone at every step of the adoption rescue process. It's, it's amazing from the shelters all the way through to to the adopters, actually all the way through. Um, it's, it's so time consuming. I was talking to Sarah recently about it, the amount of hours that she puts in late nights and those intakes, which are hectic without 
just as it is. Oh yeah. It sounds like you now, I mean, you've done it 41 times, which is insane. It sounds like you really understand what makes a good meet and greet. And I'm really interested to know, like, is it like a gut thing? Like you meet someone, you're like, no, nope, oh, this yeah. is not, this is not a person for this dog or for any dog. But as you said, I've, I've done it quite a few times. I've really yeah. learned to go with my gut because there's often times that people share things and what they're saying sounds great. But that kind of feeling that you get of like, mm, this isn't right. Or you just get that like, mm, the vibe isn't there. Right. There's often times where I've said that where I'm like, mm, I don't, I didn't get a good gut feeling in this call. And then we ended up seeing like, oh, there's actually a ton of red flags. So ah. like good thing. I mean, greets are so important because it is really like, like that first chance to, to see how how everyone, how everyone feels about each other. Totally. They really are that time to see just naturally, like how do people react, like interact with the dog? How does the dog interact with people or other dogs? Also, like, what do people say? Like my main thing, if you're going to do a meet and greet, either end as a foster or, or as the applicant is the questions. I always like, I don't say to judge people on the questions they ask, but I look, you kind of judge on the questions they ask. Oh yeah. What do you want to know about this dog? I'd rather people ask like a million questions at a meet and greet totally. versus ask like two questions and then be like, okay, we'll talk. I'm like, sounds good. And then and they have to either find it all on their own or, or they get, they ask the million questions afterwards. So, right. Right. And you're the one who knows best about this dog that is currently living in your home. I mean, it's too, like, they really are like, um, especially now, like with, with COVID, we've had to cut down on that time to be in person. We've often done virtual ones, which honestly, I kind of want to keep going forward because nice. I like to be able to just chat, like chat person to person without also having to be like, what's the dog doing? Kind of like, like the multitasking of like how's the dog doing what's like what are they doing especially if there's tons of people and dogs in a meet and greet so one of the regrets that I have not regrets but one of the things that I feel kind of sad about is that there was no foster like I was the foster for Otis and so I have no one to talk about how yeah. great he is with <laughs> like I'm like I just want to talk about how great he is and no one knows him like I do like which is what I found of of other like again all those Facebook groups are so wonderful for that exact reason oh, yeah. you can talk to people about your foster and where they've been and what they're doing and and the people uh at the rescues we have an adopters group like an alumni group or whatever and and the people at the rescues get to see that through which is lovely again like these oh, people yeah. are volunteering their time it's lovely I'm sure to see the rest of it the frontline rescuers, like the ones, um, whether like they're down in Mexico or they're in Manitoba or down, down south like Tennessee or Kentucky or, or Texas, the ones doing like the frontline pulls from those shelters or they're, they're saving dogs in whatever way they can. So, um, if they're, if they're doing, um, like kind of roundups into bringing stray dogs or, or whatnot, they're, yeah, on a scene incredible and being able to see them, like, it's one thing for me, it's like, I've seen the dog here, but yeah. for them to see the dog, especially, I've had quite a few dogs that, wow, like the transformation they've had from the first, when they were first brought into care of a rescue to when they're adopted, it's so incredible. Like I love seeing their little comments and being like, Oh, like this dog, like it was so cute. Like remember this day we brought in. It's, it's always so heartwarming to see. Honestly, whenever any of my doctors send me a photo, I have a full folder on my phone. I love that. I love that. Was there a specific dog that you met, um, that you fostered that was like, uh, like I know you don't, you shouldn't pick favorites, but like your favorite. (laughs) 
There definitely has been a few, um, a few babes here and there. I guess like technically my favorite. So my parents actually ended up adopting um, Yukon, who is a red tricolored Australian Shepherd, oh. and the cutest, <laughs> the cutest little dog. Um, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely be sending a photo. It's cruel, cruel and inhumane to tell people about a dog and not show them a photo. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> And by far one of the best dogs. He he you could definitely tell he was with the family before before he came here to Canada. He knew all the tricks so well, just wanted okay. love, um, loves car rides. Like I actually <laughs> funny story, I ended up we were outside once and he ended up getting getting out and uh, ran over and hopped in a taxi that my neighbors were getting out of because he saw the car door open and <laughs> I'll never put the look in the taxi driver's face. My dog sitting there in his back seat being like. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely, I would say, top contender for, for a fave. Obviously, he's a family fave. Uh, he's such a cutie. He often, I uh, have him hanging around here too. He's great with other fosters. I love it because he kind of, I feel like, almost shows them the ropes from the end of like, this is where we pee, this is where the food model ball is. Like, nice. <laughs> toys. Like, when she gets the leash, go sit at the door, uh, which is oh. fun. So, definitely a fave. So I would say probably one of my other faves. Last summer we fostered Hank, who was a dog from Help Paws, which is based in St. Lucia. He ended up having to get an amputation. Oh. He was definitely so confused um, when he woke up after his surgery, being like, oh, my limb's gone. And he was so happy. He was so loving. Just the sweetest little guy. Just wanted like all of your love, your pets, your, your the boys. He also got adopted by the best family. They are so nice. I when I met them, I was like, you can take him. It's okay. Like <laughs> you're so nice. Like oh. please take this dog. Like you can have him right now. <laughs> like you're so nice. <laughs> but honestly, all of them. I'm like, every time I have a dog, I'm like this is the new fave. <laughs> Callie, oh. uh, Callie, my current foster dog is sitting behind me, and she's like, "I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not your your favorite." Yeah. Um, how do you know? I guess it's another thing, like, because you your family adopted one. What do you think is the thing that I maybe you're waiting for, other than the logistical stuff of like, oh, that's my dog it's kind of like that reset of like you haven't get them used to you and the routine in the house. So I think once they kind of get settled in and like you make that routine together, because I really do think it's like you both kind of make that routine of like, okay, this is when we're going out, this one's getting yeah. bad, like this is what that looks like. Um, I think that's kind of really good. like, okay, this is my dog. <laughs> and the dog's yeah. like, okay, because this is, because you're my family now, like, <laughs> check me out, get pets. Like, I'm good with this. I would say probably after a couple couple days, like, when I think they kind of get settled in. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is my family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think dogs are really resilient that, that way. I think they could probably live anywhere, which is why oh, yeah. hearing about abused dogs specifically makes my heart like die because they're so they could live anywhere and and you are the one who made that mistake they'll love you no matter what they really do they 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 love you no matter what I've had some dogs that have had some pretty um like horrific backgrounds and the Mm -hmm. fact that they're just so like they're still so loving for with people and um, and though some of them I've also had that where they're like, maybe they're not as trusting at first. Yeah. Once they grow to trust you, that trust feels like a different level. I'm like, I wish this was more normal of humans. Like they feel like mm. a trust and like that, like that love. Totally. And, and so unconditional. Oh yeah. What advice would you give to someone thinking about fostering for the very first time? Definitely 
think it through. <laughs> think it through. <laughs> I've had some people where they're just like, oh, yeah, like I like dogs. I could do this. Like, which I mean, not gonna lie, that's gonna be at first. I didn't like because it was a lot of it the first two days. I was like, oh yeah, like you have to puppy proof your house. Yes. <laughs> gotta think about routine. Um, gotta make all those backup plans. So, like, for example, when I was in classes or um like who's gonna go home and take out the dog, mm. like kind of making all those plans. So kind of think, think that stuff through and do a bit of research too. I would almost say like look through the rescue. Like, does that rescue have like the training beliefs that you believe in? Um, does it have dogs that like suit your needs? Do the requirements, do you meet them? Um, like look all that up. I would definitely say it's kind of like some advice. Yeah. Just try it. Try it. Try it. You may end up falling in love with it. Like I did. Yeah. I'm addicted and not able to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but usually on average, it's like anywhere from like a couple weeks to maybe a few months for, for, for fostering. So it's like, if you know where you're going to be for the next few months and you have the house and like the time and the, and the ability, like definitely give it a try. And, and especially if you can't have a dog, like fostering is a great way to have a dog without having a dog. So yeah, highly, highly recommend. Totally. It's interesting. Cause you sound like you have absolutely no regrets about letting these dogs pass through your home and not keeping any of them. I would say I don't have any regrets with not adopting um, any of my dogs so far because, yeah, mainly the thing is like, like I've got to meet all the families and, and seeing the updates. The updates are huge. It makes it all worth it because I would also say like fostering, there is some rocky moments too. I've had puppies where like you're up at like 3 a.m. like cleaning diarrhea out of the crate because they just got here and their stomachs are upset and the dog's like screaming because <laughs> it's hungry yeah. and you're cleaning their diarrhea and you're like, this is fine. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> okay. Or like you're really tired and you're like really busy and you're like, oh yeah, we still have to go on that walk. Like, and it kind of adds that thing. But honestly, it's worth it all. Like the dogs are just so, un- like they're so, un- they give you so much unconditional love and they're just so happy to have that space and feeling it, seeing a dog when they, when you kind of have that sense of like, they feel comfortable in your home and like, they do like, they go for belly rubs or just like they're spread out, super comfy sleeping, like such a rewarding feeling. So I'm like, it's worth, it's worth all the poop picking up at 3am. It's worth it. Yeah. I so agree. I, I want, first of all, I want to ask you if there's anything else you want to add specifically dogs, but really anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, one of my biggest advice too for people who do foster or if you're thinking about getting fostering is do take breaks I honestly think it's key um for you for yourself and for those around <laughs> um it is really nice to take breaks if you can like if you have that kind of thing to, to take some breaks it is really nice because you kind of get that time uh between them to get set up I have a whole like house cleaning ritual so once the dog gets adopted I'm like clean the house <laughs> and yes. then and then get all ready get the, the whole and then we get a new one get the whole house set up I feel like I feel like it's very much like it's my social life as fostering dogs too. Like the rescue world, I've met so many cool people. I mean, including yourselves. Like this podcast, when I got reached out to you, I was like, oh, fostering? Yes, I can speak to that. Like, So then, wonderful. And, and yeah, you meet so many cool people and, and cool opportunities. So many things have uh, have have come my way just because of fostering. So I've met really cool businesses out of it, like really cool businesses yeah. are like, can I donate something? Or, oh, like you should come bring your dog. And so yeah, it's been, it's been very life-changing, I would say. How long have you been doing it now? I've been doing it for almost like four years now. Cause yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. It's been a time. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. It honestly feels like it's gone by in the blink of the eye. Cause as I was saying, I still remember like that dog so, so much that I'm like, yeah. 
how is it how is time passed by so quickly i don't know totally but it's it's been incredible and yeah i almost feel like my like my perception of time is no longer like days and months it's like when did i have that foster dog oh, oh yeah <laughs> like so that was that was the winter and we had this dog and then this yeah. dog and then oh it's my cool like two truths and a lie or like my cool yeah yeah facts. like you know those icebreakers and they're like come up with a cool fact about yourself I always used to struggle with that because I was like I don't know what's cool about me but now I'm like I foster dogs and it always starts a lot of conversations or people always totally. ask now like how my foster I feel like people ask about my foster dogs more than me now when I'm working on like, how are you dogs like well, we don't want to know about you we want to know yeah. about your dog <laughs> you almost have enough dogs now to complete a full deck of cards Yep. <laughs> um, which will be very exciting because I'm sure that is something that I would buy is a deck of cards yeah. of all your foster dogs. Oh, yeah. So I'm actually currently in the works of uh, of getting artwork done. Of, I'm trying to get all of my dogs. Like that is the goal, if not like as many as I can. And we're yeah. making a whole gallery like in my house of a foster dog. So art oh. by some cool local artists. Um, so like oftentimes a lot of artists that do like fundraisers for rescues. I always hop in on those because I'm like, yeah, that's my gallery wall. Um, and yeah, so I'm hoping to do a big reveal, especially when I hit 50. I'm always do a big reveal of the wall once it's done. And then yeah, I'm hoping to do something big for like once I hit my 50th foster dog. I was hoping to do something like I think way back on like my 25th foster dog, but I keep being like, okay, next next achievement. <laughs> next milestone. Yeah. So 50, I think 50 will be something I definitely maybe I don't know. I'll do like a reunion dog party or something. It's so funny that you said you didn't have a five-year plan and now it's five years later and you've fostered yeah. 50 dogs. Oh yeah. That's like that's that's kind of like the the thing I always laugh about because I was like wow yeah like who would have known because I just ended up working out and they, there has been times where like I did end up taking a break for a couple months and because yeah. I was like um I was just super busy at work I was like had to stay extra hours and and um wanted to like run around and do stuff and and go travel around so I ended up taking a break which was kind of nice because I feel like so much kind of refreshed and being like okay like let's go back at it because sometimes it can be a little draining on on your on your heart at sometimes too, especially when dogs have um, some pretty bad backstories or you're seeing some, some, some things around that. So it's yeah. kind of nice to take that bit of a break, but it's honestly, I also find it really hard to take breaks because as I said, there's so many dogs, there's so many rescues and new dogs. I'm just like, oh. my dream would be to have a huge property where I could just have a ton of dogs. I always think about this all the time. Like if I ever run the lottery, whenever I get a lottery ticket, I'm like, please, dog sanctuary. <laughs> so yep. 10 years Tim would want. <laughs> I'm still sticking to that. So a paradise, really. Yeah, a paradise. Honestly, I'm like, I feel like the amount of times I've told people, and they're like, I will come and live there with you. I will help yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Just living with a bunch of dogs. Yeah, I should just make a cooperative or something at this point. I think. I'm yeah, truly. Truly. And, yeah. Listen, I'm there. Just yeah. let me know where to go. Otis and I will oh, pack yeah. up all our stuff and come. Yeah. Um. He heard his name. Uh. Yeah, that's that's wild. I also want to hear about one dog because that yeah. must have did that come out of fostering or did that just Yeah. <laughs> yes, it came out of fostering, absolutely. I I love I just love bandanas on dogs, especially my foster dogs. I just there's so many times when people have stopped us on a trail and they're like, Oh, like you're that dog's wearing a bandana, or like, oh, it's such a cute bandana. And then I'd be like, also, this is a cute bandana, but this dog's also adoptable. <laughs> nice. Then, you can get the dog and the bandana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um it's often me on trails people are probably like who's this lady <laughs> who's this lady trying to like <laughs> pass off her doctoral dogs on trails um but it did i i love um bandanas on dogs i just think it's so cute and it just adds um adds to adds to their cuteness level uh, especially totally. in photos especially with some of um some some of our, our foster pups that it's harder to get a photo of them like if you put a bandana sometimes it's like I know it was like, easier to get a photo, but it gives a bit more like snazz of trying to get them to like sit still. Um, totally. To actually pop a color or something to give them. To give They're them like, sleep. now it's photo time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing my bandana. It's photo time. So yeah, we we kind of created that out of there because uh, bandanas, we, we were ordering, we were trying to order some here and there for foster dogs. Because not always like with, with, obviously with getting your, your foster dog, they're not going to be like, here's also a ton of really cute bandanas. Yeah. Uh, because rescues don't have the, the that kind of extra money and luxury for be like here's a bunch of really cute bandanas for your foster dog too um so we we'd bought some and, and we were like mm, like we really like sewing and making things so we were like okay well why don't we make our own uh we actually i think a couple of years back my time's gone but i'm like i remember i remember we had a shiba so i remember i can't remember the dog i had do i remember the date no that we had shiba, <laughs> a truly pup um from brain and and we made a bunch of dog bandanas and went to a, a local veg fest here in Guelph, like a big vegan festival. And uh, we made a bunch of bandanas and we're like, we'll sell them, give money to the rescue. And we loved it. Like, I, I think we're like making the bandanas to selling them to like seeing people put them on their dogs. I was just like, oh, yeah. I love every part of this. Um, so we we just kind of made it as like a fun fundraiser at the beginning and then we just started making them for our foster dogs so whether it was like a cute little gotcha day bandana so like it just had that extra like nice thing when they pick up their, their pup to have like, or a cute bandana or just our foster ups had something to kind of wear out we, we were starting yeah. making some and then I guess it was kind of like the classic like pandemic passion project we were like yeah why don't we make this into something a bit more like why don't we um try making it I'd almost say like kind of a business but like a business slash fundraiser um for for uh, rescues so we ended up uh, launching in the fall of last year so fall 2020 I guess kind of end of August like September of 2020 we launched and then we've been making bandanas ever since they're gorgeous they they are so beautiful I've sent them to Amy as well I'm just fawning over them they look so good Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love that they're named after your foster dogs. Like I love that yeah. they're and, and and other foster dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's so smart and such a lovely way to honor like local rescues. It's just so good. You know, obviously rescues have have merged, but a huge thing I know even for myself, like from being in rescues is is like often like, for example, like my friends or my family, they'd be like, oh, like I want to support, but like, I don't really want to buy like something that has a name on it because I don't like, I don't feel as connected maybe. Yeah. Um, but they were like, yeah, I would definitely buy a dog bandana for my dogs. So that's also why we were like, okay, why don't we partner with rescues? Because like oftentimes people, like we've had people from all over be like, yeah, we'll like buy on these dogs. We have some cool things in the works. We're hoping to expand this fall. We're going to be launching, making like um, bowl mats. So for under your dog bowls. Oh, nice. <laughs> your dogs are like, So Mama. funny, because I yeah. need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's perfect. I was like, what do people need? I always, whenever we think about making yeah. stuff, we're just like, what do we? need yeah <laughs> and uh yeah some of our foster dogs like once they get a dog bowl they're like paw in the bowl <laughs> tip over or like their food's all over so we're like 
<laughs> tired of mopping the same spot. So I was like, okay, let's take a placeball mat. So that those will be coming out, uh, coming out soon. And then yeah, we're hoping to do um a few more things. And there's so many incredible businesses that do similar things with like donating to rescues and, mm-hmm. and we love it. So we're hoping to do a few more partnerships and stuff as well uh, with quite a few of those businesses. It's interesting that you you make bandanas because one of the other interviewers interviewees on this podcast um she adopted her dog uh because of a bandana so it's funny that there's that connection there too i I think like the rescue community is so big to be able to give back in such a specific way is so i mean aside from all the fostering you do which you've basically fostered every dog that's come through ontario it sounds like (laughs) um (laughs) on top of that also being able to give back in such a direct ways and raise awareness that's the other thing because you know instagram is such a huge community um and the photos that you guys take are just ridiculously beautiful (laughs) i come from a graphic design background so my like i saw your your one dog like feed and i was like oh my god wow (laughs) i'm so in awe it just gorgeous just so well done yeah, it's honestly been so much fun and and we've yeah, we've just fallen in love with my partner. I will give my shout out to my partner, my partner that um is a huge, huge part of one.co. Honestly, couldn't do one.co without him. Um and he's also I couldn't do fostering without him either. He's a, he's been a huge, huge uh, help fostering as well. But yeah, we've honestly really fallen in love um with it because it's so much fun and it's I love <laughs> I feel like it's just like another way I can get dog photos and I get yeah. them sent directly to me. So people always be like, oh because my dog and your bandana, and I'm like <gasps> my heart like saved it to a folder it's so cute they're they're so nice um it's so nice to just have that also way to like interact with people and I've met same with same with fostering I've met so many cool people just because they like bought a bandana and then they're like I own a business like and then I buy yeah. something from their business or they're like oh we're doing an event like you should come like it's been really neat to see how 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 doing this one thing because we were a little scared at first I was like will this work like should we we do it like who knows and uh and now I mean we are where we are so I'm happy that we that we did it totally totally I have no more questions for you uh this has been lovely you're fantastic keep it up because I'm I'm just in awe (laughs) just in (laughs) awe wow <laughs> yeah no thank you yeah and thank you so much for having me on it's it's so nice to be able to talk about fostering and and one dog and making the antennas and all my my advice uh yeah it's been, been so great to, to be able to talk about it Callie is, is waiting we're gonna go for a walk after this so nice yeah it was a nice way to spend it spend a day was chatting with you yeah absolutely this is so great woohoo yeah. cool, it's yeah, lovely speaking to you Okay. Yeah. Well, have a good day. We're going to take Callie on a walk. Have uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Um, I'm going to hit the whatever button, stop recording.
Is that the button, Amy? Hi. <laughs> um, yeah, I did it. Um, I, I just want to talk to you as well off yeah. off the record. Oh wait, sorry. Um, first of all, it's recording. Sorry, I don't know if it's that's still still recording. Amy. Oh, that's Dylan's. Okay, that's okay. fine. Um, we'll never. <laughs> it'll never stop. I just want to talk to you about the um, yeah. the 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 Instagram stuff, so we can we can ah. do figure that out. Yes. <laughs> yes i was like I, I put a note literally next to my computer that was like talk about bandana stuff <laughs> <laughs> please talk about the bandana is so important yeah, oh, yeah. they're I'm gorgeous like, definitely easier and I'm, I'm really bad with instagram dming like i <laughs> oh me too I know, as I said. So, so i'm like being able to talk it through would be so much easier but yeah we'd absolutely love um we'd love to do like a like a podcast collection like bandana oh <laughs> like i, don't I know. love it I'm like, I'm still learning the terms that I'm supposed to use in the business, but like a print, like, because it'd be almost like we could do like, like a buy one dog co like kind of thing and then um, have the print. So I think that'd be really cool. I can send it around trying it. to find something because I, I love the yellow. Like I love the yellow. Thank print. you. So I was like, I was trying to find something that could go with that. because I was like, that'd be really cool. Honestly, totally. that color on like black dogs looks so good too. Oh, know? I know his, his collar is yellow. I found these people in, in, on the East coast. I'll show you here that do like biothane. Oh, so gorgeous. <laughs> Here. He's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, he's so ready. Okay, no. no. Um, yeah, and and awesome. they're Thank just you. so nice. And I I got him a little because his name used to be Tektite, which is such a <laughs> strange name. But I got that him a little Tektite stone. Um, but it looks good on him when he wears it. But he looks like a gremlin right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you this is you wear this one. This is your okay. He's like, um, <laughs> he's like to play with. Amy, I'm gonna send you because I don't think I did send you one dog. Um okay, good. Yeah, just gorgeous. I'm happy to whatever you need from me. I can send you honestly like all of our assets. Like we have a bunch of like yeah, I don't awesome. know how you do your prints and whatever, but we can I can send you that if you want like a little we have a like a <gasps> yes. If you design could. cheat sheet <laughs> yeah. um yeah i'm down <laughs> great beautiful yeah. i can do that Oof. um and then let's like like if you want to put an ad in there we can totally do that like as a an exchange for coming on the show um for and sure. then we i mean the more promotion again like you guys are doing such great work for rescues and stuff it's it's our pleasure and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah especially as we start growing awesome. yeah yeah we're, that's we're, but yeah we honestly we'd, we'd love that we're we're currently we're about to be doing a um like in our august launch we kind of like revamped a little how, we, how we're working with rescues so nice. we used to do like we used to do more of like the like picking the prints and like well obviously we, mm. we named some of them like my favorite prints i always name <laughs> but then nice. like, some of the prints the rescue to name um but Jeez. now we're, we're gonna do a cool thing for august we're working with them a local rescue here in guelph and so they're actually them and the volunteers are we printing uh, picking some of their favorite prints and then nice. they're their dogs and then we're 
to do like a collection for them. So we're hoping to do that with a few other rescues. So that way, like the, the volunteers feel really connected to like the pieces of like, I helped make this print come to life. Yeah. Like, bandana. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited for that. So we'd That's love great. have some extra promo for, for that as well. And yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Everything's launching for us on August 5th officially. Okay, perfect. Um, and we're hoping to get, like, right now, we've been sort of flying under the radar. Um, yeah. Yeah, as we're putting things together. Um, and then we're going to start a, a full, like, media campaign and, and trying to get some stuff properly spread out before it comes out in October, um, which actually reminds me if, if in October, when it, when you probably late September, I'll probably reach out again to see if you have like who your foster is. Um, and we can put a little, like what we want to do is like open the episodes with a little, like here is someone you could adopt. Um, (laughs) so I think that might be fun. And like, I, you know, me, I'm like, let's do Callie. Like, I love her. Like I, I want to, but she'll probably be gone by the time we, uh, we launch. Yeah. Um, actually off the record. I didn't want to say this in the, in the call. Um, so the people who adopted my first dog just messaged me after I posted my last photo and we're like, <gasps> the dog needs a sister. And we were like, <laughs> So I'm not sure if it's like, it's a hundred percent, obviously, but like this first oh. dog lives the life. Like they, they like traveled all over and they were like, this dog went to like Vancouver, like coast to coast, like there's like such a cool house in like downtown Toronto, has its own dog tree brand. I was like, this is oh the my God. I want all my dogs to live. Um, so we'll see. We, we, it's not like guaranteed because obviously you have to still go through everything, but yeah. it'd be interesting to see. I was like, whoa, the worlds collide. <laughs> It's so full circle. I love when things come full circle because I'm just that kind of person where everything I'm like, and then it happened and you tied it up in a neat (laughs) bow, especially with Callie's like, like I'm, I'm, Sarah told me the whole details and I think I related to Amy as well. Just so frustrating. So unbelievably frustrating. Oh yeah. I've had, so like my, like, I don't know, I guess it's like my favorite, but like my, honestly, my favorite dogs to um, foster is the dogs like I returned. And like, I've had quite a few that have had like similar stories to Callie. And honestly, every single one of those dogs, they just need someone who loves them and gives them their space. And like, that is all they need is just like, and and, like, they do fine. Like Callie's doing, doing fine here and she just needs someone to like, gives her his face like understands understands dog yeah (laughs) Yeah. as amy calls them they're cat dogs they just want to be left alone till they want to (laughs) yes that is exactly callie because that's what i was trying to explain i was like i definitely think her other owners were like oh little like cuddly cute little dog and i'm like no nah (laughs) i'm like me and callie have a very much like good understanding of like you do your thing I do my thing we'll be back together um yeah like she like she she'll come up for me like she'll come up all the time for pets but she's like you can tell she she doesn't like if you go up to her for pets she's like what are you doing like if she comes on my terms (laughs) yeah she's very much like I I say that she's very much a cat like that is how how I should describe her like she's a cat dog yeah yeah she's like I want to be near you yeah 
that's exactly <laughs> Callie. Callie's like, I don't want you to leave. I want to be near you, but I just don't want you to be up on me because I want my space. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, Callie, Callie to a team is very much a cat. <laughs> cat yeah. and a cattle dog body. But yeah, she is she's so cool. She um yeah, her eyes, her eyes though at night can be a little terrifying sometimes. I imagine, yeah. Human. They're so light. <laughs> Otis, get out of there. He has found a pizza box. He's the opposite. He um <laughs> he has separation anxiety and will not leave me alone uh, <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah he won't leave me alone he's obsessed with me which is good and terrible i mean you know (laughs) it's what i wanted in theory and now that i have it i'm like oh god oh god you again oh yeah Um, yeah it's it's funny yeah (laughs) new and adorable the whole rescue thing is new for me too um because i went through redemption pause which has been an interesting uh they 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 i won't say too much but they're they've been quite frustrating um and especially speaking to everyone else who's rescued through everywhere else like new callers fantastic cpa has been fantastic but redemption pause specifically they're they're taking in a lot more than they can handle um yeah i honestly i wanted to like look you say something about capacity but i was like i feel like people know i'm doing shade so i was like i'll keep this this. but it's true though i honestly there's so many rescues where like and i understand because like i'm the same where i'm like gotta save all the dogs but some of the intake people have that mentality where they're just like we got to bring them all in and then there's no there's no adequate like there's no fosters that like can really take on that dog so they maybe get put with like a newbie there's like a dog that definitely shouldn't be with a newbie and yeah create so many well we had my because my my friend Deanna now she lives floors above me but we used to live together in this apartment and we fostered they we asked for a small dog they gave us a 40 pound Vistla um and they he was so traumatized he would not he only shat inside because it was the only place he didn't feel terrified um which was fine like the poor guy cigarette burns all over his body um just the saddest both of his back legs had been broken so he really struggled Mm -hmm. with in and out of doors like just yeah the saddest guy and he needed a bigger place now he's with this family with two kids out in I don't know, someone with a lot of hiking trails and they, <laughs> he is living his best life. Like we're so oh, happy man. for him, but they just sort of threw him at us. Cause he was nice and we were new. Yeah. Um, but so many behavioral problems to the point where the trainer we met with was like, I have no idea. I've never seen this before. Oh, <laughs> we were like, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Oh yeah. Like honestly, as a foster coordinator, like especially with the new ones, I'm like, we need to. I'm like, I don't want to ever see an easy dog, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, fosters, you cannot be like, here, like, I know this is not what you asked for at all. Yeah, like, totally. But yeah. again, they were so swamped at that point. And with Otis, like, yeah. okay, what are you doing? You got stuck. <laughs> um yeah. with Otis, like much the like. The, the whole intake process was chaos they had like 
Oh yeah. Not, I think Redemption Paws now has like three or four fosters or three or four dogs to a foster home. Like their, their intake is crazy right now. That's like, Um, that's like, what? I, yeah. Like that's, oh geez. I know it's been, it's been interesting to watch it unfold. Um, especially from a distance now, because I'm, I've got my own thing happening clearly. Hi. Um, (laughs) he's like, yeah. Um, yeah, he did. Um, I was worried. He was like, I've decided to chew on my squeaker in the middle of this interview as well, which we love that for him. Um, but yeah, redemption pause has been really interesting. Uh, a really interesting whole thing oh, yeah. and and as I learn more about the rescue process I'm like oh that's not how you're supposed to run things interesting yeah, that's always that's like Loki why I was like I researched your rescue and yeah. like, but like Loki I want to be like look up the reviews of rescue yeah because yeah I've I've seen like yeah because I was also why like I like kind of bouncing around from from like the different yeah. rescues and and having that kind of like go where where it's good well you have such a well-rounded yep a well-rounded um understanding of the community in Ontario specifically yeah it's really like you're so knowledgeable about it you've done it so many times that you could probably write a book on it and that is I, I I've honestly been meaning to make like a really big well I was gonna make an Instagram guy but I was like thinking Instagram posts about like about the rescue thing of like how to choose your rescue because like yeah there's so many good like there's rescue there's so many rescues but like finding the right one for you <laughs> yeah it's, it's almost like finding like a house or finding like a car like you gotta find one yeah. for you <laughs> and you've settled with CPAWS now right you're the coordinator there yeah yeah so now like that's how I know Sarah is because uh because she's like the foster team lead and then I'm a foster coordinator yes yeah um, yeah and, and yeah like with CPAWS what, what I liked about that because well um I had been like involved with like so many different rescues and I actually really like when rescues are rather like new and like smaller because yeah, yeah. I find when rescues are really big it's like that's when it's like next level it's like we're bringing in like hundreds of dogs every intake and there's like so many new people and it's just like way too much on the go and I kind of like the pace of sea pause and like the the founders are super nice and being able to be connected to everyone because I know yes. uh, having that kind of like I don't know that smaller team I think makes it a lot a lot nicer so even though like our intakes and like how many fosters are in care right now and it's um like it's like kind of nice it's like at the pace like it's setting it yes yeah they what I liked hearing about CPAWS was that the owners actually went to the intakes yeah and they went to Manitoba to pick up dogs or up north to pick up dogs it's like yeah you're involved and you know what's happening yeah which is that is honestly very yeah heartening yeah Oh yeah, so I've always people always ask me if they're like, "Oh, we need to start your own rescue." So <laughs> I was like, "Uh, yeah," because you have to be very. It becomes pretty much your life. Like, yeah, I think I mean fostering is obviously a big part of my life, but it's not like my entire life. Once you start yeah. a rescue, that is your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in it. You're even in it. even as upper management, like even as a uh, foster coordinator or a foster. Um, oh yeah, I don't know how manager. So. Sarah yeah, does it. Her life. Does. It takes so much of your life. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you're, you're responsible for people and people are responsible for dogs and what you're yeah. responsible for those dogs. And there's so much to know and emails and feelings and people. <laughs> A lot to deal with. Yeah. Oh, especially, 
especially when it comes to dogs people feel very yeah. strongly about their dogs and the way dogs oh, yes. should be yeah given to them <laughs> the way dogs should be given to them for oh, yeah. nothing or like yeah, yeah it's 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 yeah it's been very interesting to see because like well for the most part i've had really good i have had a few of my foster dogs that like we thought they were going to like that best forever home and then they ended up getting returned for whatever reason and yeah it's always interesting to see when people realize like a dog's a dog yeah <laughs> i'm like they're not this like <laughs> like dogs are great but yeah they're like not like just like a perfect entity that's going to cause you like no stress like i'm like they're going to cause you some stress in your life like position yep. from the beginning and They'll be like, oh, they peed inside. They'll be like, okay, I don't want well, this dog at peed inside. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had some crazy like return stories where they're like, it's <sighs> inside, but I took it outside, but we're just in the backyard. And I'm like, well, the dog poops normally only on walks. And I said that, and they were like, oh. Yeah, you know, but wouldn't you want that? You know, don't you want your dog to poop on yeah. its walk? Like, yeah, no, like, did you take it on a walk? Like, <sighs> yeah, some, some people are very interesting. It's like that was, that's almost like what I would say too. And like, the rest of the world, there's some really great people, but then you also kind of meet like some very interesting, interesting people. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you realize that dogs are great. And yes. <laughs> I'm spending my Friday night with a whole bunch of dogs. That's why. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's why I am starting a dog sanctuary and no one is allowed to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, my, I should have added this. I was going to say my favorite thing. This is, I guess, more pre COVID, but my favorite thing about fostering dogs is it got me out of any awkward social activity. Like, any. If people were like, Can, do you want to come over? I'd be like, oh, sorry, no, I'm a foster dog. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go home, got foster dogs. So she at work. So I'd be like, I can't stay late. Got foster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I use that excuse. No, but the the dog's at home oh, and God. he's alone, and I should probably go. I gotta get <laughs> out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like my dog. <laughs> so important that I get yeah. home. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, I'm like. Uh. <laughs> yeah so definitely one of my favorite perks of, of fostering and because like cause no one's gonna be like no like <laughs> no to a dog yeah. <laughs> yeah no the dog doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> that's just a bad person yeah i was gonna say if they say that then that's when you just like delete the delete block yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walk away absolutely yeah. um i'm uh i'm so glad we had a chance to chat this has been great i'm oh, i'm so fun. happy uh we gotta go because i got so much stuff to do and i gotta clean my house i have a date tonight oh, yeah. um <laughs> saturday's of house cleaning day yeah truly really laundry yeah. needs to get done um yeah. but it was so lovely to speak to you and i'm i'll we'll be in touch we also have this like google form where you can put all your like your bio and whatever else okay, like yeah. social stuff that we can repost and share and whatever else and and we'll be in touch about the bandana stuff too and Sure. And I want all these photos of all these dogs you've been speaking <laughs> yeah. of because yes. you, yeah. you promise and that's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will. I will. I'll send you, I'll send you a photo of Yukon. He is so cute. I actually, uh, low-key funny story. I'll let you go after this. But yeah, 
Um, this is inside scoop, but the rescue actually didn't want to bring him. And I begged, I, cause I saw him on the forum and they were like, he was going to be a dog, like pretty much like a, like kind of like an unadoptable. They didn't yeah. want to bring him to Canada. And I was like, no, 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 I promise <laughs> I'll foster his dog. I will not, I will not, I'll not, uh, I'll not make you take him to another foster home. Like I'll do it. Um, and cause they, I think he was nicknamed shithead right? like at the shelter. Cause he was a bit of a bit much, but we right. got him and he is the best dog like it's oh. so good such a good dog you can never like, tell because the shelters are such a traumatic place to be as for a dog right? like you can never tell oh yeah i yeah. i also have a soft spot for australian shepherds like they're just oh, he is, too gorgeous he is so gorgeous and he knows it <laughs> oh, he's so cute he just looks at me all the time and it's like dang you're so you're just so cute and he's it, it makes it hard to like he gets away with anything because he's just like that's Otis, unfortunately. He'll just look at me with his giant brown eyes and he'll be like, you love me and that's why I'm eating this hairball. I'm like, yep. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's funny. Oh, yes, Misha. That's funny. Oh, I love yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the unadopt. You should. You should totally do um a podcast episode on the unadoptables, like the the ones. Absolutely. That's that's definitely on my list. Otis was very adoptable, unfortunately. Um, but also very unadoptable. Uh, when he started to gnaw on things, uh, he's a bit of a gremlin. <laughs> We love him, but he's he's crazy. Um, oh yeah. Also very cat-like, as you can see. Yeah, I love um, his, but his face. Yeah, he's got a really he's got a pointy situation. He looks like a fruit bat. Um, but he's not neutered yet, which is another crazy thing oh, that they allowed yeah. me to adopt him without neutering him. Um, but he's around all the time. Oh, look at him. He's just like I'm. I'm here now. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you again. I will, yeah, I will fill out that form then with just like the extra info and whatnot. And yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be in touch um, about all the bandana stuff. I'm doing some, a bunch of bandana stuff like all this week to like get ready for like August and like September. So I will awesome. reach out to you about like the bandana and like what it'll look like and, and all that kind of jazz. This is so great. Woohoo. Yeah. Cool. It's yeah, lovely speaking to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good day. I'm going to go take Callie on a walk. Have um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.